0: Welcome to Not In A Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not In A Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, diving back into the world of wrestling, talking with Izzy Moreno, Now, I think that you're going to gain a lot from this conversation, even if you know nothing about wrestling, even if you say, Jackson, a few weeks ago, we listened to another wrestler. I didn't know about wrestling. I didn't care to know that much, found it interesting, but I don't know if I want to listen to it. yet another wrestler. I think this one is going to be something that uh, that sparks your interest for a different reason, and that is... Izzy's backstory one Izzy is had made her debut in wrestling like six months ago and she's only 16 years old so she's fresh in this world and I I kind of struggle to say that because her backstory has taken her in the wrestling world all the way from three or four years old so she started out and I didn't know about this when I was first researching who to, to speak with um, you know, I reached out to several wrestlers. A few of them responded. Izzy was one of them, and uh, I had no idea her backstory. Uh, and it's a pretty cool one. It is that she, at a young age, became a super fan of a professional wrestler that's on TV. Wrestler's name is Bailey. Uh, she became a super fan, so kind of before all the matches, she would you know high five or hug Bailey, and it was on TV and all that kind of stuff. She. You know, wore this colorful outfit, and it was just kind of cute to see a little kid, you know, be so into wrestling, and and it was kind of part of the the storyline of, of Bailey's character in the uh, in the ring. So that went on for a while. Fast forward to a little bit later, kind of that storyline was was ending, and uh, and Izzy wanted to continue being in the world of wrestling. She started a um a wrestling show that was was on the internet and a few other places uh, she started managing some other wrestlers which you know i, I find in this conversation it's it's kind of funny to hear the things that all the things that she's done just because she talks about managing wrestlers and then she said she did that when she was 10 years old and she talks about having this wrestling show and having all these famous wrestlers on and she was you know 12 years old at that point so she's done so much in her her young life at 16 which is where we we talked to her today. Um, she's made that debut this past August. She's big in uh, into wrestling at this point. Um, she, but it didn't come didn't come easy. She she struggled um, with finding that acceptance. A lot of people saw her as you know, okay, you were you were you know a young kid that was a super fan, uh, but leave, leave the actual wrestling to, to somebody else. That's, that's kind of the pushback she was getting. So it's so great to talk to her, um, about just kind of overcoming that and saying, no, I, I want to be in this. I deserve to be in this. I've literally came at it from every angle imaginable. Uh, and it just makes sense to, to finally get into the ring. um, so this is a, a story about a wrestler, sure, it's, but it's also a story about just a person who persevered and a person who's doing what they love and a young person who's just doing some really amazing things and has some some really awesome things uh, in store. So happy that she decided to join me. Uh, happy that you're going to, uh, to get to listen to Izzy today. Without further ado, here is Izzy Moreno. I'm here today with Izzy Moreno. Izzy, how are you?
1: great how are you
0: i'm good i'm good most of the the listeners can't see you but you've got i don't know do you live in like a a game uh like an arcade or what's going on there
1: i do this is where i sleep no um (laughs) so in my house when we moved we moved into my house this house like two years ago and so we got an extra bedroom at the house so we were at the time like during covid we were huge arcade one-up fans so like my dad likes started to collect them and then like we found a room to put them in, and this is where they're all living.
0: <laughs> I love it. And it's it's true to brand because you've got Mortal Kombat, you got Street Fighter. I think we're yep. gonna talk a little bit about uh some <laughs> hand-to-hand combat, if you will, but let's let's kind of get right into it. I'm gonna be honest with you, two things. One, you're gonna find that I don't know a ton about wrestling. This is not a wrestling podcast, this is just a podcast to talk to people doing cool things. So when I was first looking at people to, you know, to reach out to, I I reached out to several different wrestlers. They're in different circuits and I didn't know anything about you. And then when I started researching, you've got quite, quite the story. So you, you, you know, I I talked to one other wrestler before and I'd asked her, you know, what got you interested in wrestling? And, you know, it was a good story, but yours is from a long time ago, you actually kind of became a little bit famous as this super fan of a wrestler. Talk a little, just a little bit about that before we get to the awesome stuff you're doing now.
1: Yeah. So for those who don't know, I am a pro wrestler. I fell in love with the sport when I was three, four years old. And you know, I started to go to shows when I was about eight. I feel like I got, I was kind of put, I don't want to say I was put, but I kind of got involved with the public eye of pro wrestling, which was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was known as the super fan to uh, NXT WWE wrestler Bailey. Um, so a lot of people saw me every week, front row, out in Bailey gear at NXT TakeOver Respect. Sasha Banks came up to me and stole my headband. So that was that was pretty interesting. So yeah, a lot of people know me for that. But I like to just like think of that as a little stepping stone into my career.
0: Absolutely, for sure. So when it comes to that, did it, did it happen because you know you were always interested in this and then they kind of saw you or was it kind of part of the, the storyline as much as you can answer that? I just, I don't know how, how you got involved.
1: Yeah, it was like, it was a little bit of both. It was very organic and I don't think a lot of people know that. I think a lot of people think it was like, I was some plan and I was like a part of it. I was like, I kind of knew all about it and I was kind of in on the whole plan and I really was like me and my parents, we just attended shows for a long time. And I saw Bailey for the first time. I was like, "Oh my god, this is my favorite wrestler!" And so, like, obviously, with that, that came with the buying her t-shirts, dressing up like her, wearing the headbands thing back in the day, um, doing my hair like her because she had a side ponytail. So I would do my hair with, like a side ponytail. Um, so yeah, so like literally, like I would sit front row, and you know, Bailey would come up to me, and we had this sort of like on-screen little friendship. And so like, she'd come up to me, and give me her, her hug, and then like she'd go in the ring and have her match. So, like, people just saw that every week, like, for every NXT episode. And I was like, oh, who's this little girl? And then, like, it kind of, like, came out, like, oh, this is Bailey's super fan. Like, it was just, like, a little girl who was a really big fan of her. And then, like, I guess it just turned into me getting involved in some of the matches. So, for example, NXT TakeOver Respect, one of the most historic women's matches to date. um, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Sasha was Bailey's like, biggest rivalry at the time. and I think she still is um and it was the first ever women's main event first ever iron women's match so it was a big deal and so sasha threw bailey and came up to me and took my headband and i literally cried my eyes out and kind of like it just went from there yeah let's so let's
0: let's kind of move move past that because you're doing so much now but i want to kind of talk about given that history you know i watched your kind of your instagram i don't know like real when you talked about how you had a lot of doubters because. You know how you started so talk about kind of that journey to decide that you wanted to do this yourself
1: yeah it was honestly a very long journey for me personally um i think for like for the longest time i had this like itch to get inside the ring and like i what happened was i i did receive a lot of backlash um about wanting to pursue this dream And then I just, like, I kind of, like, put myself in a place where I was, like, okay, these people don't want me here. So I'm just not going to go there. Like, I'll just kind of stay on the outskirts. So basically, basically, like, I did everything besides become a professional wrestler inside the ring. So I started my own talk show. I was a manager at one point. I was – I would ring the bell. I was a timekeeper. I did commentating. Like, I literally did everything besides compete inside the ring. And that was just really hard just for – my self confidence, because I was like, this is all I want to do. And I know I'm really good. And I know, like, if I did get in the ring, I'd be so happy with I'm so content with my life, it just sucks. Because like, all these people were like, No, 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 you stay out of this business, you don't belong, like, we don't want you here. And I and I also got the whole like, Oh, you're too young, you're gonna get hurt while I saw other people literally my age, be able to do pro wrestling, and nothing was said about them. So I think it was hard for me and just like, Looking back now, I'm really grateful for those times because now I'm just kind of like at a point where I don't really care what people think about me. This is my life. This is something that I've chose chosen to do, and I'm I love it. This is like I literally I love my job, and I, I hate saying it's a job, but at the end of the day, that is what it is. This is how I'm uh, I'm employed <laughs> basically, as you could say. Um, but yeah, I really do love my job, and so yeah, it, when the time came that I was like, you know what, I'm putting my foot down, I don't give you know what, I'm going to go do it. It was really awesome. And it happened about a year ago when I started to plan up my debut for pro wrestling. And I always like trained pro wrestling, like, like in the ring here and there. Um, but I did a lot of like other sports. So I did jitsu and kickboxing and weightlifting, but like pro wrestling, like I kind of like, like I said, like I wasn't really allowed to do it because of the pro wrestling industry. So I would just like try to like find my way to do it. And so when When I started playing out my debut, it was a really awesome feeling. So I was like, oh, I was like, we're doing it. And the response I got was actually really positive. Like you get your, your few hate comments here and there, but like overall, everybody was like, yes, finally. And I was like, I know, right? Period.
0: Yeah. I love that. I want you now to kind of talk about, you mentioned, you know, that you, you had a long pathway to it. You did everything in the wrestling world except for wrestle. And then you also, you know, spent a lot of time making sure that your, your body was prepared once you mm-hmm. did get in the ring, talk a little bit about what training looks like when it comes to wrestling. And then also kind of that, those exhilarating things that you did, because, you know, on your Instagram, I see that you've done, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's probably is jitsu and you've, you it looks like you're doing some grappling, you're doing all kinds of stuff. So talk about that, that training.
1: Yeah. So I'll, like my train, I knew, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew when I was preparing for my debut and i think like I, I like to compare this almost to the olympics i know it's like two very different sports but i feel like they kind of are in the same realm um but you know like people like prepare their whole lives for the olympic sports like they like every day every summer or whatever um and that's kind of the mentality that i adopted so i've been working at this since i was like 10 and i'm 16 now and it started pretty early just doing, like, simple stuff. And then, you know, as I got older, like, I really understand, like, what to do to make myself stronger, how to feel good and everything. So, as of right now, training is a little bit all over the place because my traveling schedule has increased a lot since I take bookings a lot and, you know, pretty much every weekend. Um, so, like, like literally, I had this I had three straight weekends of just traveling. Like, I didn't have a weekend at home until this past weekend. So, it was very nice to stay at home. Um but anyways, yeah, mon- so Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do strength training, or I'm sorry, I do strength training or CrossFit, um, which has helped me a lot. And then I'll do my pro wrestling training, which does look a little different for some people because I don't train here. I live in Orlando, Florida. My pro wrestling school is all the way in San Antonio, Texas. Mm. Um, so what I do is I have these two gymnastic mats. and then I'm downplaying them a lot, but they've, they've gotten me to some places. I will say, love my mats. I have two gymnastic mats, so I'm able to do all my basic um, drills that I send to my coach. I basically do virtual coach coaching with my coach in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I send them my drills, and I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? Hey, I'm thinking about doing this move. Like, what are your thoughts? And i like to practice my moves with my dad, actually. And in Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll either do CrossFit. Yeah, I'll do CrossFit, like, earlier in the afternoon, and then I'll go to Jiu-Jitsu slash kickboxing in, in the evening. So, yeah, like, training, it does look a little hectic, and i just – kind of balancing my schedule and figuring out like what I'm feeling that day, whether it's CrossFit or strength training, but yeah. And, but over the summer, my, my, uh, my schedule was very different because I was in Texas preparing for my debut match, which I had August 12th. And um, I would literally, I'd go to the pro wrestling school at one o'clock and I wouldn't be there till like 10 PM. And it was just like, just hours and hours of just in the rain and it was everything i wanted and more.
0: I love that. And I I want to kind of ask you now, I wasn't going to, you know, obviously address that you are relatively young when it comes to this, but you, you mentioned it, you mentioned that you're, you're 16 years old. So the, you know, my day job is in college advising. So the, the college advisor in me wants to know, you know, as a 16 year old, are you, are you still in school? Or are you homeschooling? What's going on there? Cause obviously I want to make sure you're still doing that stuff.
1: Yeah. So, um, I am still in school. Um, I am graduating early, which is very exciting. Um, And honestly, what's been so great is that when I was in middle school, I started to take high school credit classes online while I was taking my in-person middle school classes. So that's what got me so ahead. So I like knocked out like a bunch of like easy classes first, and then now I'm more I'm focusing on like more core classes like math and history and whatnot. Actually, I finished all my history electives, so like math and like English. Um, So I am still in school. I do go to school in person however my only two classes in person are culinary and photography two very easy classes with two teachers who absolutely adore me and i adore them so they're cool with everything that i do so like, i i actually didn't show up to school today because um i really didn't have a reason to <laughs> yeah. but um Yeah. So my first two classes are in person and then my dad's actually a teacher at my high school. So the rest of my day is spent in his classroom working on my virtual classes. And it's really awesome because I'll do my virtual classes really quick. Like I'll get done, like what I have to get done for the day. And then like I get to focus on pressing stuff. So whether it's like writing out promos, drawing out new gear designs, um, match study. Even if I have to, I sometimes I film promos at school. That is a thing I do. Um, But Yeah. Yeah, I am still in school and I do plan on going to college.
0: I already know what I want to do. Oh, uh, but yeah. No, that, that's that's a good thing for sure. I wanna ask you now, you know, we talked about how um, you know, you had some doubters in the very beginning, but how did you decide once you know you did find you did find, I guess, circuits that were interested, how did you decide where where to have that debut match? You 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 train in san antonio texas so it doesn't sound like you were just trying to go to the closest place but so how did you how did you pick your circuit
1: um yeah. so to be honest um so i trained at the hybrid school of wrestling and honestly that was the best school and fit for me um because i i went to a lot of schools here in florida and just like honestly like none of them fit me and like my goals and my personal preference when it comes to training um, so I was, I went to the hybrid school of wrestling about 2021. So yeah, two years ago, a friend invited me. She's like, Hey, come train with us for a week. I was on summer break. And I said, yeah, why not? Um, and I, and that was kind of like around the time where I was like the whole idea of having my debut soon was lingering. So I was still, I was like, okay, I have to like start planning things out. So I went there for a week and I absolutely loved it. And then I went there again this past January for about three weeks. And then I was there for the entire summer this past summer. And so I trained there. And so the whole thing about my debut and um, when I had my debut with Mission Pro Wrestling, which is a company out there in Texas, um, I was actually on a radio show on SiriusXM called Busted Open Radio. And the woman who owns it, Thunder Rosa was one of the hosts that day with their main host, Dave LaGreffe. And I was promoting, I think, I think I was promoting something else, but I came on and I was like, um, I knew I wanted to throw out my, Me having my debut, but I knew that I wanted to have my debut with Mission Pro Wrestling. I was like, maybe if I say Mission Pro, Thunder Rosa will be like, yes, like let's do it. Hmm. So I was, you know, they asked me. I think they asked me about my goals for twenty twenty three, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gearing up for my debut. And before I can say anything about Mission Pro, Thunder Rosa goes, oh, does that mean you're going to debut at Mission Pro? And like from there, I was like, oh yeah, this is meant to be. And so just after that, we kept in close contact and we planned it out and then this past august august 12 2023 i had my pro wrestling debut against jasmine award which was the best day of my life
0: Yeah, well, that's that's awesome and i, I want to ask you now when it comes to you know we already talked about how you had kind of this persona if you will before you even became a wrestler you know building that character building that persona is one of the biggest things that's what i've learned anyway so I feel like it's even more important for you, given, you know, that you had kind of people already knew you, but they knew you as a kid and not as, you know, a wrestler. So how did you develop the, you know, the, this persona that you have and talk a little bit about, uh, I guess exactly what it is.
1: Yeah. So I think the whole building the character, honestly, was kind of like years in the making because so after the whole stuff with me and Bailey ended, it like started to fizzle out. And I was personally okay with that. So I was like, okay, like it's time that like we start moving on. Um, so that's when I went to, I started to manage wrestlers when I was like 10-ish, 10, 11. And so then that kind of stopped. And when I was about 12, yeah, when I was about 12, I started my own pro wrestling talk show where I interviewed wrestlers and I would talk about wrestling shows and I got media for all elite wrestling. So that kind of like changed the whole perspective that, oh, she's She's still young, but she's not really a kid. But I was still kind of looked like looked at as a kid, but not it was different than before. And then I kinda like I slowed down the hot the my pro wrestling show because it was going really good. And I was like, okay, time to make my debut soon. Let's kinda pump the brakes on it. And so that's basically what I did. So I kinda like stopped posting stuff. I was very mellow on social media. And then i'm trying to think what was like the first i can't remember what was like the first video i kept on throwing out teaser videos of like oh i'm gonna announce something like oh something's gonna happen and people are like oh what's going on and so i post i remember this video i was at the hybrid school of wrestling and i posted a video of me fully in character as izzy moreno um for those who don't know she is a super fan how ironic Um, But she's her biggest fan, and that's what she likes to say, be your biggest fan. She encourages everybody to believe in themselves and to be their biggest fans. Um, But yeah, the video was basically me introducing myself as Izzy Moreno, and I was just, like, so geeked out that I was at the hired School of Wrestling, and I was, like, in this room with, like, a bunch of pictures of people on the wall and, like, people who went to the school, and I was like, oh my god, like, this person went here, and this person too, and I'm here now. And from there, I just started doing more problems as Izzy Moreno, and then people started to catch on um another great part about izzy moreno the pro wrestler is that she gives that friendship bracelets because she likes to make a lot of bffs so she has all her izzy moreno bffs with her all the time they always come out to support her um but yeah i think it was really fun to form the character because i like honestly i like to think of her as a different person like i'm still her but I like to think, like, oh, what would she do? What would she, like, what would she dress like? Like, how would she, what would her mannerisms be? Like, it's a lot of fun to think of her as, like, a different person. And she's, honestly, she's kind of, like, me, but turns up to, like, a 1,000. So it's, like, it's fun to, like, kind of see the difference because, like, I'm very, like, right now I'm very mellow, but, like, Izzy Moreno is, like, a whole party. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it was super fun coming up with the character and, like, even from the logo, like this is my logo right here. Um, thinking about like, oh, what would the colors be? Like but getting the crown, like I, like everything about it was so perfect. So yeah, it was, it's been a lot of fun to form the character and to kind of just snap right into it. And also to be able to pretty much perform in the ring as Izzy Marino, which that's literally what I have to do. But like being in character in the ring and like being really goofy, like the goofy side of Izzy Marino is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's certainly unique. I I mean I've I've only talked to a couple other wrestlers, but when they talk about their personas, we're talking about you know being this like scrappy, tough, scary person, and and yours is friendship bracelets and that kind of stuff. Not, <laughs> yeah. not to say you don't get in the ring and then do some some awesome stuff, but I I, I like that for for sure. I want to kind of ask you again, kind of at your comfort level. How did you? because wrestling i mean it is a sport but it's also well, I, I, the last person i talked to about this had, put a really good uh, good word and i can't remember what it was i think it's it's a, a performance sport a performance art so how did you how did you develop that side of things just to make sure anything you're doing in the ring you it, it's not like you know it, it's not like you're not going to get hurt sometimes because it is still a very a physical thing but how do you develop that side of things the you know the choreography of everything
1: um. Honestly, it was a lot of practice because um, I honestly, like when I was really young, I was like, oh, my God, how do they like make matches? Like, how do they know what to do? And like, I obviously like I knew it was like sort of predetermined. Um. But I was like, how are they able to just like remember all of this? And I think oh, I've had a lot of practice throughout the years. And so I'll go back to my show. I, you know, on my Internet show, like I would basically script out everything I was going to say. And I know it sounds like, a bit weird. But literally, like, I would have, like, a full script of what I was going to say, what I was going to talk about, and then I would remember it, and it would be in my, in my brain. And then, like, when I had to film, like, I'd be good to go. And so I think that, like, remembering all of that stuff really helped me with remembering what I have to do in a match. And I think, honestly, once I started to, like, train a lot more inside the ring, I understood how to kind of articulate with performing and, you know, the whole choreography part of it um and being a good dance partner for the other person basically um so I think it it did take some time but like honestly like seeing where I am now I'm like you know what I'm really happy where I am and I think I'm going to keep on progressing because I this weekend I have my 10th match and my most previous match was definitely my best one so far so I just seeing my progression from my ninth match the match number one it's really awesome so it's a good feeling so yeah i think it's taken a lot of like a lot of practice to kind of get the choreography part of it down
0: yeah i love that it, it, being a good dance partner sounds like a. I, I like i like the, that phrasing for sure and i want to ask you now given that you spent so long mm-hmm. wanting to get to the place that you're at now that you're doing it is i i, I mean this seems like a pretty easy question definitely i can see your passion behind it but Is it everything that you'd hoped it would be? I mean, I would hate for you to have gotten into it. You're like, you know what? I spent a lot of time and I don't even know if I like this stuff.
1: Oh man. It really is everything I want and more. Um, I think it's just, it's such an amazing career slash job. There's so many layers to it. And I think that's really awesome. And I don't, here's the thing. So a lot of people always ask me like, Oh, do you ever get tired? Like, I'm sure you're very tired. And, and I honestly like I truthfully I really do get tired of it a lot, but I never get tired of it. And for me that means everything because I'll never forget the feeling of literally sitting on the sideline for so many years and wishing I had the life that I have now and hoping that I would come soon and hoping that I'd be in the ring one day, and hoping that I'd be able to perform in front of people. And now I'm actually doing it. And so the the exhaustion, like it kind of just goes away after some time because you're like, no, I like legit love what I do and so like it's just it's so worth it and it's not just like performing in the ring it's all the little moments that surround it so I do conventions so there's you know there's wrestling conventions sometimes where I'll just do meet and greets for a couple hours and the people that come up to me are like the nicest people ever and just like hear their stories and they share how much they love me and like and also, it's always like the little kids that get me because that's kind of like my target o- audience. So I'm like, whenever little kids come up to me, I'm like, OK, cool. I'm like, they like me. And then also, you know, I have a lot of dads and daughter duos come up to me. And, you know, I'm very close with both of my parents Um, and they've always been super supportive, but I've always been super close with my dad. And he's kind of been like my number. He-, he really has been like my number one supporter since day one. And he's seen like every stage of this career. And so is my mom, but my dad more so because he's been like my trainer, my chef, he's been my uber driver um he's been everything so i think seeing the dad and daughter do those has been really awesome but yeah there's so many little moments in between like just outside the ring it's it's really awesome so yeah it is everything i've wanted and more um and like sometimes like i really can't believe that i'm doing it like every weekend where i was like i think it was like my my fourth or fifth match and i was like Man, I'm traveling and I get to go wrestle with Like it's such an awesome feeling. And I'm actually flying out tomorrow morning to San Antonio for a show this Saturday. And I'm like, man, I get to wrestle. I'm like, I'm like, re- I get to like call myself a wrestler. Cause before it was always people would ask me, like, oh, what's your job? And I'm like, well, I'm training to be a pro wrestler. And now the coolest part is I get to say I am a pro wrestler. So it's a really good feeling and it's something I've worked for worked very hard to say. So yeah, it's everything everything I've wanted and more.
0: No, I, I love that. And and let's kind of shout it out to your parents, because if if no one else from the Izzy Moreno world listens to this, it'll probably be your parents. So let's talk about yes. just, just what they think about, you know, because you I mean, you took a long pathway mm-hmm. to it. You put in the work and I, they have to be proud of you. So I guess talk a little bit about about them and, and how they feel about where you're at now.
1: Oh, man, they it's. You know i i know like I, they always tell me that they are proud of me but like i don't think i'll understand from their point of view um but they are and they've been been so supportive because like you know they introduced it to me pro wrestling and so you know we've shared a lot of memories just going to shows like i think a lot of like my childhood memories was with pro wrestling and my parents which i'm not mad at at all and so i like, will always be like oh you remember that one time like this happened at that show or remember when we went to the show, And it's always like so cool to look back at those memories. And I'm like, man, pro wrestling literally was a part of it. Like that's the common denominator. And so like, like I said, like my dad, he's just been like very supportive. And so has my mom, but like, he's just been, he's, I think he knew how much I wanted this. So he was like, I'm going to like really support her. And so like, literally like he like he kind of was the first he was like my first trainer basically um he films all my videos for me he's my camera guy he's just he's helped me so much in general and so is my mom like my mom has like i've had a lot of like personal talk so yeah like both my parents have been extremely supportive and i couldn't have done any of this without them especially the driving part because they've driven me to most of my shows
0: <laughs> yeah that's important too a couple more questions then i'll, I'll let you go but I, I i guess we've talked about so much of the the amazing parts but you know, any job, anything that you do comes with things that aren't so great too. So anything that, you know, now that you you're in it, you realize, Oh, that's not great. You know, whether it's the constant travel or, or something else talk about maybe the, the less than amazing parts of it.
1: Yeah. You know, I go, I said like before, like, Oh, I never get tired of it. Honestly, it is the travel. I like personally, like I'm not that big of a fan of traveling. And I say that like very lightly because i don't mind going to different places like i love like going to new places like i love that um like i want to say i think it was like early november i had a convention in new york and we early and we went to, and my uncle lives there so we went to the city and we explored and we hit up some spots that i've always wanted to see so i was just like like i love that and then like it was really cool because like basically we got to explore And the next day i had my convention and it was like a fun weekend um, but I just, I hate the airport part, and I hate the kind of the hotels, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm sleep in my bed, but I know that really, that can't happen all the time, um, but I, ha- I have been getting very used to it, and I've been doing good, so, you know, I've been, there's been weekends, like I said, I've traveled for like three weeks straight, and I know there's a lot of people, like a lot of progressives who are like, I haven't been a month, and I applaud those people, but I think for me, I'm like, what? I'm like, there's so much travel. And I knew it was gonna be a lot of traveling, but it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go on a plane tomorrow. It's always the, the plane, and often Orlando Airport sucks. Like literally, the Orlando Airport's the worst airport. So I think I I honestly think it all stems from the Orlando airport. So that's what we're gonna yeah. blame. That's what I hate. The Orlando Airport.
0: There you go. Yeah, I've been I've been to the Orlando airport several times myself, I, I don't remember being terrible, but I feel like if you got to be there all the time, maybe it's not so great. You, you know, you've spent so much time, (laughs) (laughs) you spent so much time kind of developing your, who, who you are. And I I just wonder to somebody else listening to this, maybe they're a young person or, or maybe they're, they're even older than you are now. And it's something that they're interested in. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the advice that you have for others that they want to get into the sport.
1: I, you know, I know this is going to be really burning. I know I'm going to pull out my little phrase, but honestly, be your biggest fan. Like that's my biggest piece of advice. And I know like it's going to sound like marketing and like I'm just trying to promote myself. But honestly, like at the end of the day, you really have to believe in yourself because that's you always you will always have yourself. If nobody has your back, you're always going to have yourself. And I have learned that over the years because, you know, I have faced a lot of backlash. I have. And canceled, as the kids say on social media, and you know, at the end of the day, like I had my parents, you know, e- even when they were struggling with, you know, me being canceled, and you know, I didn't want to rely on them so much. I always had myself, and I always, you know, said, you know what, I believe in myself, and I believe I'm going to get through this, and I believe that I'm going to see the light at the end of the tunnel eventually. Um, but yeah, honestly, be your biggest fan. I think that's something I've done so many times and it's got me, it's helped me overcome a lot of obstacles in life. So yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice is be your biggest fan.
0: Yeah. I think that it is your tagline, but I think it makes a lot of sense. So I like it. Now, how can people, they listen to this, they don't already know about you or, you know, they, they know a lot about Izzy. Talk about how people can find you on social media, how they can find you your matches just this is your time to shout shout yourself out
1: yeah so you can follow me on instagram twitter and tiktok across the or on instagram and twitter it is it's izzymania i-t-s-i-z-y-m-a-n-i-a and on tiktok it's just izzymania i-z-y-m-a-n-i-a um you can shop my brand new Izzy Moreno homage t shirt on homage.com, and you can also shop my other t shirt with prowrestlingtees.com. And then, where you can find my matches, um, I know a couple of them have been posted to YouTube. And then, if you want, you can get Title Match Network, which is an amazing streaming platform. Um, it's titlematchnetwork.com. They basically stream a bunch of independent wrestling shows, like a couple of my matches. Um, and so not only will you get to see my matches, you get to see everybody else's incredible matches. So, yeah, you can catch them, titlematchnetwork.com. And, yeah, I think that's it for where you can find me.
0: Yeah, well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So that was Izzy Moreno. What an amazing story. With The story is just beginning with Izzy for sure. She's got such a bright future ahead. So happy she decided to join me and uh, and share her story. I urge you to go check her out. Izzy Mania, pretty much everywhere. The links will be in the show notes. Check out her, you know, her social media. Follow along with her. Check out those matches. Should should you be into into that sort of thing? There's there's several on YouTube. I've I've looked at those myself. Um, she talked about how that uh, that platform. I believe it's fight. Um, go check that out too. But uh, yeah. Pleasure. Pleasure to speak with Izzy. I know there's there's huge things ahead. I, I think that this is a podcast that in a few years from now, we're going to be like, she's uh, a way bigger deal. Very happy she decided to join me. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, really happy uh, to have you. Go check out some of the other guests. I've had one other wrestler on, but I've had so many other amazing people on. Nostalgic people from my childhood. True crime. Uh, people with amazing, interesting jobs, just so many people. So go follow along so you don't miss any of those episodes. Go check out that back catalog. Follow along on Instagram, Not Enough Podcast. Uh, Follow along on Facebook, Not Enough dot JacksonHuff.com. Lots of places there. Go leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Always appreciate that. Leave a written review on Apple. Even more amazing. Uh, But if you do nothing else, catch us next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey,
1: maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.